this is Cheryl Azana with Mingle and Play, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet.
This is KCWG, thetruth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And once again, I'd like to thank our two amazing delegates, Dallas Fowler and Dina Becker. Uh, good luck to you, Dallas. We'll have you back on really, really soon. And coming up in a little bit, we'll have the Harmony Group featuring Dee Dee Foster as well as Sean Carter-Peterson. So stay tuned for that. But on the line right now, we have a group of sisters and uh, I wanted to talk to them about the state of black love and relationships. So I am proud to announce this panel, so I'm going to introduce them one at a time so they can give you uh, a hoop and holla. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back uh, to Psychotic Bump School, the good sister Kyra Christian. Kyra, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, y'all, how you doing? Hey, welcome back. Thank you so much for all your hard work to assemble this amazing panel. You brought some guests with you tonight. Also on the line, we have the inimitable Miss Reggae Brown. Miss Brown, are you there? Hey, hey, hey. How's everybody doing today? Oh, we got the the, the Raj and Rerun and Dwayne on the line. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Also, welcome, yeah. Reggae Brown. And I'm proud to welcome uh, the amazing Miss Kimmy Young. Miss Young, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Thank you for having me. Oh, so excited to have you here. We have the incomparable Miss Nakia Blackwell. Miss Blackwell, are you there? I am here, and I'm in the house. You are in the house and here at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, also <laughs> from the Yay area, we have the incomparable, amazing uh, Miss Portia Boykin. Miss Boykin, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, 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 hello to you. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to have an amazing conversation. So, uh, y'all know, when we be passing through the hallways of this great city in Northern California, Kyra and I be bumping into each other every once in a while, and sometimes we put our heads together to think of some uh, some things that really tap into uh, the zeitgeist uh the zeitgeist that is uh black relationships and love and i was thinking that there's so much left on the table to talk about and i wanted to get an idea of the pulse of sisters in the community who are still interested in dating brothers still interested in finding love and uh what's really going on so kyra can you uh kick off this conversation what are some of the uh, prominent issues facing sisters in the world of dating love and relationships miss kyra christian Hey, so I just wanted to start off with saying, like, we aim to change the narrative of successful African-American women in dating, um, not only in California, but in this country. Um, just to set the record straight, you know, we're not desperate and we're not waiting to be saved. So that's something that I think is big and we need to talk about that tonight. Wow. Now, and who, who doesn't? Somebody's clapping back there. So why is she not wrong? How come she's not wrong? So... What what would you say is the current narrative narrative right now, Ms. Reggae Brown? What what's Kyra talking I'm, about as far as changing the narrative? I'm glad you asked. I think that a lot of uh, misnomers in the community um, take an assumptive position as to what black women are looking for and or need, uh, and so we have to define that for ourselves. I think that this type of platform and having an organic conversation about what we want in relationships is critical to our future and to our growth. Mm. Would you agree? Come on now. I, I, I think I'm, I'm here to learn. I mean, that sounds like it makes sense to me. Kimmy Young, what are your thoughts on that? Um, how accurate is what Reggae just stated? 
Um, I think it's very accurate. One thing, one thing about me with this group of ladies that I've been that I'm learning from is that I sit on the other side of the rainbow. It's such a beautiful outcome of what beautiful dating looks like. Is that I'm now married and successfully married for six amazing years with three wonderful children. And I can tell you, oh, wow. um, as okay. I hold up my husband, and um, I really look at these women, and I really just honor them for the place that they are and for what they're trying to do. And I can remember when I was in their position, and they're, like, right on track with what they're trying to achieve. So I think they're, they're right on point and right where they need to be for successful relationships with an outcome of a beautiful marriage. Oh, congratulations. I'm a newlywed myself, uh, one year under the belt, and a congratulations on your beautiful children as well. Portia and Nakia, uh, can you pick up right there uh, in your region? Uh, how would you characterize the current narrative of what the basic and typical black woman is experiencing in the world of dating? Let's go first to uh, Portia Boykin and then Nakia Blackwell. Hey, just to kind of chime in on what everyone else was saying, I think uh, for me personally, I am totally waiting for a partner, and I I definitely don't want to be in just some sham of a relationship. I think I, I have a lot to offer, as other black women do. We have so much to offer, um, and I think it's really important, like Kimmy was saying, to line ourselves up with what we want. And so right now that's, that's the energy that I, that I'm on. That's what I'm bringing is making sure that I'm aligned for my partner. So that's what that is. Mm. That's what's up. Nakia Blackwell. Um, as far as for me, um, I have been trying to, um, understand what I'm bringing to the table and trying to make sure that whoever I'm coming in contact with is, uh, on the same wavelength, on the same path, on the same mindset, um, to to grow and elevate as uh, as a partnership. And uh, you know, I'm trying to see through the smoke screen because people could try to act like they're matching my energy or matching what I'm trying to do, and I'm mm-hmm. really not be. So for me, I am looking for um, the actual real deal and not settle for um, what's convenient. Absolutely. Well, Kimmy just said she's married with children. Am I right? Is anyone else uh, a parent on this call right now? Anyone else have children? Yeah, uh, I'm a single okay. parent. This is Nikia. Nikia is a, a single parent, parent and... as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. And is anyone Portia, else married? I... Oh, Portia. Go ahead, Portia. Th- well, this is Portia. I am not married, but I have a wonderful two-year-old son that keeps me on my toes. Yes. <laughs> right on. I bet he does. I bet he does. So in what ways has children either enhanced or I hate to say the word inhibited, but how have they factored into the prospects of dating? Like Miss Young has already said she's married. So I am I do want your insight, Miss Young, but Portia and Nakia and Reggae in particular and Kyra, I'm coming to you in just a second. In what ways do the factor or does the factor of children impact your life as far as dating. Let's go to Nakia Blackwell first, Reggae Brown, and then Portia Boykin. Um, I think that it has, I wouldn't say inhibited, but I think that the um, potentials that I've come across in the past year um, have tried to get to know me and not my daughter. Um, 
And so I've had mm. to readdress the fact that you like me, but you don't like me as a total package. Um, or you like me as a total package, but you're not up for um, the challenge that it could bring. And so they, um, they don't, they're not upfront about it. They don't acknowledge that, that that's a weakness for them or that they're not willing to. So I think for me, it has been kind of like the elephant in the room. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but there are some people that are willing to um, be up front that they are enjoying their singlehood and they're not looking to add any children outside of what they're bringing to the table um, into the relationship. How about that? Reggae, I'm coming to you in just a second. Nikia, how young are your children? Uh, I have one daughter. She's five and a half. One daughter, she's five and a half. Okay, interesting. Reggae Brown and then Portia Boykin. Well, I am blessed to be a mother of two children. I have a son who's 22 years old. He'll be 23 this year, and I have a five-year-old daughter, um, recently divorced. Mm. And so with that dynamic, um, children, my children, add an extra level of step your game up. Uh, to my life, you know, and to the anyone that might potentially be coming into my life. You can't come with uh, the negative. You can't come with uh, non-nurturing energy. And so I really look to be in alignment uh, with that one who has that nurturing ability. I kind of look through it as through the eyes of the lens of my children at some point. Would they be good as a spouse but poor as a parent? Could they be both? Um, I believe mm-hmm. in this day and age we can have it all. We can have family, we can have children, uh, we can have the career, but it's all within a, a harmonious balance. And so for me, I really right. think that kids add spice, um, but I okay. don't think that I, I would introduce my kids too soon, uh, you know, prematurely mm-hmm. in any relationship at all. Absolutely. I see your point. Ms. Portia Boykin. Yeah, so um, Rome, that is a loaded question, but <laughs> right, <laughs> um, just <laughs> like well, what what um, Reggae said really resonated with me because my two-year-old, as parents know, they're sponges. Kids are sponges, so right. yes, I gotta step my game up, but he just really taught me that. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm really looking in the mirror at everything that I do and everything that I bring in front of him. And so with that being said, I want to make sure that even with my mistakes, like he knows that, okay, this is, you know, this is wrong, this is right. I'm going to learn from my mommy, and I'm going to learn from her in the best way that I can. And so I try to teach him. I'm already teaching him. Um, well, let me let me back up and say that I am prayerfully um, – growing and grooming him to be a man, you know, a young man, and into a grown man, hopefully someone's husband. And with that, mm-hmm. even with the kid that is school, like the little girl that is school, I say, okay, you got to protect her or you got to make sure you're gentle with her and, you know, things like that when he, when he, when he approaches um, his little girlfriend at school. But um, in terms mm-hmm. of dating, even with my interaction with his dad, like I'll allow some things and I don't allow some things. Like I, you can't talk to me a certain way in front of this, young man he can see he can Mm -hmm. see us argue but there has to be a level of respect in the disconnect Mm -hmm. so that it's a loaded question we can talk about this for so long but we sure can help you really step your game up (laughs) Ooh, how about that all right well this one is for uh kyra and uh kimmy kimmy i'm coming to you in just a second but kyra when you found it because i know you know everybody on this panel right now kyra 
So when you found out yeah. that Kimmy was married or had gotten married since you've known her, I'm not sure how far back you go. Um, what happens, um, you know, because we, we talk about, okay, just let me just be transparent before I ask you this because I'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. It's like I was out there for a long time, just single, trying to find the right one. And I would be happy for my friends when they would find someone, but there was always something inside of me that kept saying, you know, when is it going to be my turn? Um, and I'm just wondering from your experience, Kyra, how typical is that for black women to experience the when it, will it be my time when we find out that some of our close associates have indeed found the one? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, I'm so glad you asked that, Rome. So first off, me and Kimmy have been knowing each other since Sacramento Christian School, and I'm talking about 92, 93, and we were also oh, dead in 2000 um, dead. And so I am happy for my friend. I am happy that she mm-hmm. found the one um, that is leading her and her family in a faith-based home, um, and that has no bearing um, on my singleness. I choose as mm. an African-American woman to be single. It's my choice. I choose to work on myself, education, mind, body, and soul while I wait because my now. goal is a healthy relationship. And so to be that's with right. me, you have to have done the trauma work. And so that's going to take some time, mm. and you, you can't rush that. And so I'm coming as a complete package, and that's what I'm looking for. Ooh, and that's what I require. Break it on down. Absolutely. Set those standards. You know what I'm saying? It's so important. Kimmy Young, okay, so here's the million-dollar question, because Reggae, Reggae just said her, her marriage completed. It, it ran its course, you know. So, Kimmy Young, you're married right now. So it, it, you said it's been six years? Yep, six years. Okay. How did you do it? Because every time I – okay, so, you know, <laughs> what, the question I asked Kyra is like, okay, how are, how are people meeting each other? Where do they go? It's like, where are these target-rich areas where are they finding all these compatible people with all these, these desirable traits that they've been looking so long for, and they find them at this de- designated, delegated spot? It's like, Kimmy Young, break it down. How did you find the love of your life? Oh, goodness. You know, for me, I will tell you this. It was at the most, the time that I was not even expecting it. And that's kind of what they say, right, is that love comes at a time when you're not expecting it. But what I was doing, what everyone has said here today, is I was taking the time to work on me. And what that actually Mm. looked like for me is I wanted to learn how to ride a motorcycle. So I went and I took a three-day class and I learned how to ride a motorcycle. And then a I was, motorcycle. You know I'm going to go buy me a Harley, right? So I went to the store and I bought me a Harley. Oh, wow. Poster. And then one day I had to go get it repaired. And I said, let me take it to this repair shop. Or lo and behold, my husband is on the repair shop. Now, granted, it's the most expensive repair mm. I would ever have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's the best opportunity, right? So in fulfilling what I wanted to do for myself, which was learn how to ride a motorcycle and to get out there into an environment, I came across my, my husband. And um, the way that we do it and the way that has worked for me is lots and lots of prayer. It's lots of times down on my knees saying, God, although we don't agree with some things that, you know, I have my way, he has his way. We had the biking world. We had to come together and say, you know, what is it for our destiny together? Um, And as a life Mm. coach for me, I just was able to surround myself with lots of women who continually encouraged me. And I heard this message one day where the friend was speaking to me, and she told me, even in my dating time, 
she said, um, a lot of women, what we have to do is we stop, we have to stop dating and marrying other people's husbands. And I said, right. well, mm. I didn't. That's okay. Deep. All right. That's kind of deep. That's kind of deep. Right. And then I thought about that, and she said, "Well, you're, it's not like they're married and you're dating them. It's the fact that some it, it's not yours. It's not for you. So until you find that person is for you, it's somebody else's husband. So stop. Wow. Work on yourself. And when the opportunity presents itself, it will be so flourishing, and it will be who is for you, and it will be what's for you. Oh wow. Well, that is sage wisdom right there, and uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure that um, I apply that to, you know, some of my uh, people that I counsel on a day-to-day basis. But something you said a minute ago, uh, we have a few more minutes left, and I like y'all said, we, we done open a can. We, we definitely have to continue this discussion <laughs> <laughs> so we can get deeper into this stuff. But on the real, and, you know, with all due respect, um, I'm, I'm a spiritual cat. You know, I grew up Christian. You know, I'm very spiritual. I'm very in touch with God. I pray. You know what I'm saying? It's like I I, I grew up in the church. She didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not saying God didn't answer my prayers when I was doing I mean, I was on my knees. It's like, yo, what's up? You know, what what am I doing wrong? It's like, what's taking so long? And so how many of you on here are willing to admit that you have at some time in your life prayed that the right one would come your way? Anybody want to volunteer a little transparency here? Uh, how many people are praying? Uh, I You're sitting and waiting and begging. Okay. Okay. So I heard it. Okay. So who wants to share their experiences first in terms of uh, their level of faith? Uh, as well, how much has your faith been tested with that prayer? And how much optimism remains that, you know, his work is not done in you uh, in that area? Uh, let me hear from Portia on that. I think I heard Portia's voice. And uh, maybe Nakia. So Portia and then Nakia. Okay, that was Nakia. She she she's got a great story. That was Nakia. But, um, yeah, but I'll I'll just go briefly because I I would say this honestly. Um, growing up, I I thought I was ready. I thought I was ready for marriage. I really, honestly, I was not married. I was not ready for marriage. I had, you know, I prayed, you know, God, present my husband to me. And I've almost been married a couple times, um, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that I I didn't because I would have I would have not been a good spouse to my um, oh wow my supposed husband, um, and that is okay. very transparent. But yeah, now that's very. I am mm-hmm. I am completely ready. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what kind of life I want to lead. I know how I want to magnify, praise, and worship God through my marriage. And this is very okay. important right now. So this is the time in my life that I'm really, really seeking that right now. So, Come on now, speaking it into existence. Reggae, I'm coming to you in just a second. Nakia Blackwell, can you pick up right there? Portia said you had a, a story in that area. What was she talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I grew up um, in church, and I uh, used to go seven days a week um, in my childhood, and I decided to keep it up. My seven days a week? Um, seven days a week. <laughs> That's a whole lot of church. Seven days a week. Wow. Serving at homeless shelters, writing in my journals, praying every day. At 19, I decided that, you know, I wanted to make a decision for myself because it was more of my mom's decision growing up. And for 12 years, I I remained celibate, and I um, prayed specific prayers. I would go to different spots all over the, the Bay Area. 
um, and cry out to God, you know, for specific things like let him be six foot two, you know, let him have this kind of job, let him look like this, let him love me in this way. And um, it took a really long time. I did end up getting married, and he had seven out of the ten things on my list. Um, but the three things that he missed um, was uh, honesty, you know, uh, compassion and faithfulness. And I think, mm. you know, when it came down to it, you know, as being a divorcee now and a single parent, I realized I needed to be very specific on what I wanted for myself and what I needed. And I really didn't know myself enough to ask for those things. And so I got mm. what I asked for according to where I was at. And so looking back now, I needed to mature and grow and develop in a way where I was more well-rounded versus religious. Wow. Okay, Reggae, I'm coming to you in just a second. But, Nakia, you said this guy, he had seven out of ten of the desirable traits you were looking for, and he yes. was lacking two or three of them. So did you ultimately yes. decide to – did you ultimately – did you settle, or did you keep looking? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I thought at the time I was making the right decision that I, you know, that – he had all these things, and looking in hindsight, I think I did settle because I knew that um, that the the core things that I needed, he he didn't have. Oh wow! So, yeah. Well, that takes a lot of guts mm-hmm. to uh, to admit that to someone to, to to oneself. You know what I'm saying? So, Reggie Brown, you you've had the experience of marriage, and you've gone through that entire journey. Uh, how does dating and love and relationships look to you now that you've had this experience, and as you look forward? into the near-to-come horizon of relationships, um, how would you characterize where your optimism is as far as you, you're not one of them sisters that's hanging her head down, waiting and, you know, praying and hoping and, you know, that whole thing. So uh, how would you characterize your, your state of mind in terms of uh, how you're approaching love and dating? Oh, no. I've definitely got my stunner shades on because the future is bright. Um, I am now. very optimistic that with, like Hyrus said, doing the work allows you to really develop and learn yourself. You know, my grandmother used to always say, be careful what you pray for because you sure going to get it. And mm. the prayers that we pray in our 20s and 30s might not manifest what we need in our 40s and 50s. And so it's mm-hmm. mature, maturity uh, that allows you to make better decisions. And I think that as I move forward, the decisions that I um, you or the navigation tools that I use to make better decisions include that evenly yoked uh, mentality. I want someone that's evenly yoked. I want to make sure that their spiritual mm. maturity is the same as what I'm used to and where I'm at and where I'm growing and going. And I think mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we can't get mad at what we permit. So if you like it, you love it, you know, right. but you also have the opportunity. You reserve the right to change your mind. And it's okay, mm. unapologetically, uh, when you right. own it yourselves, you know. And so I, I, I never regret love because, you know, the Bible says amongst all things love. Love your neighbor, love your enemy, you love yourself. Mm. So love mm. is the key, but I think it's loving yourself first that is the key right. that opens the correct door so that then the rest of those blessings can be ushered in. Uh-oh, come on now. She's going to open up church this evening. Well, Kyra Christian, I'm going to land with you right here <laughs> because I think what Reggae's talking about is something that you were alluding to earlier, Kyra, about doing the work and making sure you've you've, you've done that mirror work. You've looked into your own mirror and you've tried to look into those things that may be holding you back. Um, what are your final thoughts 
on this panel, Kyra Christian, as far as um, the level of commitment that these ladies on this panel have toward personal development moving forward, whether they're with a partner or not. Kyra Christian, can you land the plane for us? Uh, talk to us about the, the, the optimism of the typical black woman. So along the way and along the journey, I realized that you cannot ask someone for something that you're not willing to give yourself. And so mm. this is my squad. These are my people, my my family, right? And so they mm. are putting in the work. They are logging in the hours. They are prayerful. Wow. They are working out. We are walking. We are talking about spirituality, fitness, um, being better women, being better friends, sisterhood, being better parents. Like there's a gambit of things that we are talking about and just raising our vibrations day by day. And so we are mm-hmm. the total package, and we are willing to wait. Whew. Come on now. Well, I ain't mad at y'all for that. So this is uh, officially part A, ladies and gentlemen. We're definitely going to have to continue this discussion with a part B, a part two. And uh, I can't thank this panel enough for being here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Kyra Christian we just heard from. Right before her was Reggae Brown. We heard from Portia Boykin, Nakia Blackwell, as well as Kimmy Young. Ladies, thank you so much for breaking it down to its final compound. We're definitely going to have to pick this up on the next call. And uh, can I get a semi-commitment from all five of you ladies uh, that you'll join us again on Psychotic Bump School in the very near-to-come future? Can you? Will you? Mo? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Any day of the week. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to hold y'all to it. So, uh, Kyra, thank you so much for helping us put this together. Really appreciate it. But this is KCWG, the truth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. That was Portia, Nakia, Kimmy, Reggae, and Kyra. So stay tuned for more. After this break, we're going to have Dee Dee Foster and Sean Carter-Peterson, the Harmony Group. So stay tuned for more. We'll be right back with the Harmony Group after this. 